TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh here on The Fan on a Kim Boy Judgment Day. Broadcasting live from the G. Wagner Plumbing Studios. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Pete, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me. How are uh, how's everybody doing today? I'm hanging in there. Doing all right. Uh, I, I guess first things first, we were talking about a little bit earlier on. Uh, about whether or not, you know, this is a blueprint now uh, that the Buccaneers have laid out for everybody, or is it more along the lines of, you know, if you have a big physical uh, front with uh, some athletic speed linebackers like the Niners did, uh, like uh, the Chargers did, and now like Tampa Bay did, that is that more of the reason why this Packers team has issues with these type of teams or is there a, essentially a, a schematic deal here of how you can stop and slow down this Packers offense? You know, I'm sure there are things that Tampa Bay picked up that other teams are going to pick up too going through the tape tendencies that LaFleur is going to have to change or, you know, things are going to get tougher. Um, but a big part of it is that Tampa's got a ton of talent on defense too. Those two inside linebackers are spectacular and really that whole front seven is is really good and their corners are even pretty decent so I mean it's the easy way out to say both but there there is some truth to that but I do think that there's you know those first four games you know especially the first couple I mean teams didn't realize what what was coming at them with even more emotion more emotion and the jet sweep stuff and some of the creative play calling and how good the Packers run game is this year. Um, you know, they didn't see that coming. Now they had four games to work off. And the difference is Tampa just has more talent to actually do something about it, but there, there'll be some other good defensive teams, you know, on this, on the schedule. And then of course, in the playoffs. So, uh, so I'm sure there was, there was a lot to be gleaned and now LaFleur and uh, Hackett, you know, they've got a self scout and make sure that they're finding, you know, the counter punches to this. Right. And because you thought that maybe everybody was talking about scheme, 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 though, with Matt LaFleur. And you were wondering, you know, when was someone was going to, you know, catch up with them. And, 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 and you're right. You've got to have the players to implement the scheme. And, and you're right. Tampa Bay, I think, had the players 
to to get it done. But it's just such a copycat league. Maybe film is out there now. You're going to try to you're going to have other defenses trying to do what they saw that Tampa did. I'm sure they will, and you know you're getting above my expertise to actually be able to pick those things out. I'm sure you could do right. a lot better at that than I could, Gary. But uh, but for sure, there's going to be there's going to be some things that they picked up on, and um, and and there's also just the, the tendencies that are built up, you know, after four or five or six games. Um, you know, it just really jumped out that you know on the after the interception. Um, Dean, the corner who made that play, the the pick six, you know, he said he saw that play several times on tape. He knew it was coming, and that's just a tendency thing. And so that's the kind of thing now they have to show that same formation but do something different off it, Correct. and uh, just to change tendencies. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking today. You know, we all of us, we all do it. We just, you know, we complain about we pick apart play calling and, you know, a play doesn't work. You go, why did they, they do that? That was brutal. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure they run, this gets so comp- complicated. I'm sure they run some plays just to be tendency breakers. And it almost doesn't matter whether the play works or not. It's more that they they need to break their tendencies. So defenses don't know what's coming. Um, so it just, you know, it it's just another reminder of how, you know, complicated and some of this stuff gets, it's like spying, you know, double spy, triple, you know, three, a triple spy, a quadruple spy. I mean, after a while you, you can't figure out what's what, but there's a lot goes into this and they just, they have to break tendencies. And even if it doesn't work, you got to break tendencies just to keep defenses on their heels. Like, cause they were on their heels those first four games. I mean, there's no getting around that. Yeah, Pete, I want to press on the, the practice thing. The coach said the practices weren't good last week during the bye week. He just thought it was a little sloppy, so he wasn't surprised they didn't, you know, uh, finish well. But uh, what was kind of a head-scratcher, Pete, everything was fine. They went up 10 nothing. They was moving fine. They still had the same linebackers there. Everything was fine. All of a sudden, the interception, then the second interception, when I think uh, – Help me out with this. They said they was in the wrong formation, or different. It was a. They should have been in something different. That's why he threw it in traffic. I mean, I don't know how many people are buying that. He said, "Well, so, so yeah." And Rogers said the same thing about practice the previous week. I don't yep. know if they yep. had they, those two had talked about it, but they both after the game talked about practice not being the greatest. Lafleur said they were in a tight formation and they were supposed to have a wider split. So I think he was talking about both Adams and I think Adams might have had somebody outside him. I think both of those guys were supposed to be wider. That's what it it sounded like. I don't know how much, how many yards wider, yeah. um, but LaFleur said he saw that and he should have popped the timeout and he didn't do it. See, I like that kind of accountability. I also don't have a problem with him saying, hey, man, he said it at the San Francisco game. Hey, I got out coached. And he said it after this particular loss. You know, he felt like he got out coached. You know, I think that kind of accountability and honesty with your team helps you win games moving forward. Do you feel like they're more past this loss as of, you know, last year, or you think it's kind of still lingering in the locker room? You know, I I, I agree with, you know, it's funny, I agree with that, Leroy, that, you know, being honest, I you know, I think some coaches, I mean, I think back to Mike Sherman, Mike McCarthy, those guys never, ever, 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 ever during the season 
admitted they made a mistake. Even on exactly. a Monday, you'd come back about about a decision they made. They never admitted that. Then in the offseason, they might, you know. But I think they saw it as a sign of weakness and that the players would see it as weakness. I I agree with you. I think it's the other way. I think he gained some credibility with players when you when you admit you made a mistake and, you know, they it makes you they realize you're a human being and they they have some more faith in you because you are acknowledging you're asking you're giving yourself the same accountability that you're asking for them the other part of your question this struck me as different i I could end up being wrong but this struck me as different than the 49ers games last year where they just got blown off the field from start to finish in those games and this one they you know they were out playing Tampa Bay, as you said, for the first quarter plus, and then two kind of rare plays, you know, the third pick six of the guy's career, and I didn't look up the number, but he does not have many two interception games. You know, that's a that's a pretty rare thing, completely turned this game around. So this felt, this felt different than those games, even though the result was the same and the second half was brutal. This just this felt a little different overall. Um but I like you and everybody else. I'm really curious to say to see how they respond to this and how they play this week, and then especially how they play against the better teams that are left in their schedule. You know, like Indy and Tennessee. You know, Indy's got a good defense, and Tennessee's got a good team. You know, Pete, talking with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press Gazette. The one thing Leroy and I got into it a little bit yesterday, uh, and I'm going to bring it up to you now is. After that Packer game was done, all the way through yesterday up to the time we got on the air at two to do the Wendy's Big Show, I, I heard several people talking about, well, without Tyler Irvin, they really weren't able to do what they wanted to do on offense with pre-snap motion and everything else. Uh, ben Fennel today from the NFL Network uh, put a thing up. I think they only did like two less than they normally would do uh, in a game. When Devontae Adams is out, I, I didn't hear anybody talking about, well, they're not going to be able to do A, B, and C without Devontae Adams in there necessarily. I, how important is Tyler Irvin to this football team right now? Well, the the jet sweeps are important, but I I mean I never I didn't add them up, and I haven't added them up all season. But it looked to me like Jones was doing that jet motion a lot. I guess the the one difference is when you've got him running the jet motion, and they really don't hand it off very often on that. Irvin only has a handful of carries this year. But when you have Jones running the jet motion, that means you don't have Jones lined up at halfback getting the actual carry. And he's, as much as there is to like about Jamal Williams as an overall player, I mean, he's just not nearly the guy with the ball in his hands that that Jones is. So while the fake was there, I guess what it took away was having your having your most dynamic guy not back at halfback for as, as, many, uh, as many snaps as he normally would be. So maybe that was more where the impact was than just not having, you know, Tyler Irvin as the sweep guy. Cause they, like I said, I mean, I have to look, but I don't, I mean, he's probably got less than 10 carries for the season. I would guess. And then the other aspect of Tyler Irvin, obviously is with the special teams too, Pete and the impact he has by not being there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bad flashback to the first half of last season. Wasn't yep. it? When he wasn't, you know, when he's not returning kicks, I mean, it took till what? Two thirds of the way through the year before they got in the in the black on uh, punt return yardage, where they were actually, you know, not in the negatives. So um, yeah, it does make a difference there. Even if there aren't as many, you know, all that many kickoff returns, it's still 
you know, it's still free yardage you can get if, uh, and he's much better at it than anybody else on the roster. That's for sure. Pete, are you concerned? Oh, hold on. I got, uh, I got Gary here. Go ahead, Gary. Let me get to the defense real quick. Uh, Pete, uh, what's your thoughts on the defense? I mean, it just felt like it just one. I know they can't play from behind, uh, but, but two, I love Barnes. He, he's, he jumps out. Uh, but I, I just don't see anything else, I mean, out of that defense. I don't know if it's Petten or if it's the players. or, I mean, it's, it's just tough watching that defense sometimes. It is. Uh, you know, if you like Barnes, um, you're going to like Kamal Martin, too, because he actually jumped out more in camp than way more than, than Barnes did. Um, so whenever he comes back and gets his, you know, gets back into playing shape, I think you're going to like him. Um, I go back and forth on this all the time. You know, their run defense is just, and I had a coach, an assistant coach for another team tell me this early last season, that it's just the Rex Ryan Petten defense. It's all about the pass, and it's just not real sound against the run. And he, he used Pete Carroll as the example where, as probably the most run sound coach in the league, where they practice it, and they're really concerned about being in the right gaps. And if a guy goes in motion, everybody's gap changes. So you, they teach that really diligently. Um, you know, when the formation changes, all that stuff, a lot goes into it. And it sounds like, generally speaking, the Petten Ryan defense just, it's more about being disruptive and getting upfield. And part of the thinking is you play the run on the way to, uh, to the quarterback. And it goes back to Petten last year saying it's faster to fly to Miami than it is to run, you yep. know. And so it's, it's all about the the pass game but um you know and i know it's a passing league but if you if you if you're really poor against the run you know you're in huge trouble because you're you're always in unfavorable downs and distances so yeah it, the defense just it doesn't seem any better than last year that's for sure at least not uh, not so far they've just had the advantage of playing from you know playing with big leads in the second half pete are you concerned at all about preston smith as far as how good he was last year versus what's happening this year yeah, he's he just doesn't look like the the same guy, and I know he's been dropping. I don't know if he's been dropping anymore. It seems like he's been dropping a little more, but um, I don't know if you guys have to think this, but he he looks a little heavier to me. Um, yeah. So I wonder if that's affecting his play. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. Yep, and that would generally be an issue. The other thing I want to ask you on the way out here is we had a conversation yesterday about this 3-4 defense uh, and, and then the possibility of them maybe after this year maybe moving to a 4-3 defense. I argue they don't have the talent to play either, and they're probably farther away from going to a 4-3 than just getting finding a linebacker or two to play the 3-4. How do you see it? You know, there's all these different schemes, and I know – they kind of come and go in vogue. I still think it's more who's calling the scheme and how good he is at game planning and picking out opponents' weaknesses and getting the most out of his players. So I still think that's way more important than whether you are 3-4 or 4-3 because teams use, they combine, you know, I think most teams combine you know, the principles from both of those schemes. You know, look at how New England's made its living under Belichick being kind of both three four and four three so i i still think it's just it's more about the the coach and his acumen for getting the most out of guys putting them in good positions based on their skills and for figuring out what offenses do best and how best to take that away so i don't i'm not convinced that it matters all that much and that it's more just how good the coach is 
Pete, thanks so much for coming on, thanks, man. Pete. I appreciate it. Enjoy reading your stuff like thanks always. All right, great. Thanks for having me, guys. Always good talking with you. Take care. There he is, Pete Doherty in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, just breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Do you think this reality check could be a good thing for this Packers team going forward like so many of their players are saying? We'll see what Gary and Leroy think about that coming up next. But first, an update from Mike Clements. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.